Hey guys, it's Shayna of the Prayer Podcast, and everybody's excited because it's Tuesday, right? So I'm, I'm doing better. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. I'm loving that you are loving it. And today we are actually going to talk about revelations. So I am, well, I'm going to say I'm a recovering like, uh-uh, I don't want no parts of revelations and what's going on over there. So I'm learning about what revelations is meaning and I'm beginning to read it. And so our text today is Revelations 1. Revelations 1, 5 through 6. Revelations is the last book of the Bible. It's all the way at the end. And verses 5 through 6. So our um, tip of the day, or before we get there, make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at The Prayer Podcast. We love to talk to you, pray with you, learn from you, all the things. Um, and yeah, so our tip of the day about prayer, if you're a first time listener, each week I try to give a tip about how we can grow our prayer lives because it's something that we all want to do, need to do. You grow and then you regress. And so we're just working on it together. And this is an odd one, but it actually works. So I think, um, recording your prayers is really great. Just record on your phone. You don't have to make a podcast or publish it or anything, but when you record your prayers, you do two things. One, you see what the Holy Spirit brings up to you naturally. Like, what did you talk about? And sometimes you can be like, oh, that was good. And then you can't remember exactly what it was. And then secondly, you can see, you know, if you record your prayers for a month or three months or five months, then you can look back and see what prayers have been answered. It's so easy to take for granted what God has done for you. God, if you just let me get out of this relationship, if you let me pass this test, if you let me, right? We always are begging for stuff and asking for stuff. And he's fine with that. But it really is disheartening when he answers that prayer and we forget all about the prayer. We move on to a new prayer instead of having gratitude and really understanding the depth of the love that God has for us and how much he's done for us. So that is my tip of the week to record your prayer um, maybe once a week, every day, however you want to do it and then see how far you have grown and what God has done um, done for you. As it pertains to your prayer life. So I hope that helps. Let's jump right in. So we're in first uh, Revelations 1 verses 5 through 6 and says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And has made us kings and priests up to unto God and his father. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. God, sometimes we forget the magnitude of the gift you've given us. And we may even forget that you've done something for us. We see you as a dictator, someone who's trying to make our life hard or someone who doesn't want us to enjoy the things of this world or the person that we just have to follow or have to please right we don't see you as someone who died for us who shed blood for us who loves us who wants to withhold no good things from us so help us scott and forgive us for seeing you in a way that's not you for seeing you in such a king lordship role and we don't see the father the friend the brother the neighbor we don't see you as a person who we can love and who loves us the bible tells us about seeking your face and not your hand like seeing you as a as a person as a loved one as our our mother our father our best friend instead of like a genie or the government right we see you 
in such compartmentalized spaces and we don't understand that all things are you and you are all things the bible tells us that i am that i am we can't even encompass all that you are and that any given moment you switch roles in our lives based on who and what we need so we're so grateful for that lord and we thank you that even when we don't see it we don't understand it we can appreciate it that you are still god and you still do the right thing by us and for us regardless of our action or reaction to it and that just reinforces your goodness and your kindness and your mercy we thank you god that you are faithful you are the faithful witness you see us for who we are and not who we pretend to be not who we think we want to be not how other people see us not based on our mental health or our our flaws or our sins our physical health our emotional health our finances our race our gender what our parents have said about us, our exes or our currents or our teachers or even what we say about ourselves, or those negative thoughts that run through our mind or even what the enemy says about us. You see us for who we are in you. You are the faithful witness. You are the first begotten of the dead. You are the prince of the kings of the earth. You are higher than high. We lift your name on high God and we thank you that we don't see ourselves as just doing this as as a a routine or something that we have to do or something that we're doing to please other people. But we thank you that our heart turns to you and towards you, Father. We thank you for the anointing, the the strength to do what you've called us to do, God. We thank you right now, Lord, somebody listening or somebody who's standing in the gap for someone else. They have had a horrendous, horrendous experience. Their loved ones have passed away. They've been abused. They've been taken advantage of. Their life just feels so low. And we're looking on how to how to comfort them, how to remind them that you're a good father, even though bad things happen. And we don't help us to not feel like we have to be the answer to those questions. You are not expecting us to be your your attorney, right? You're not expecting us to defend you amongst people. You are more than capable of defending yourself. What you expect from us is empathy and love and prayer and um, being dedicated to you no matter what so god we're praying for those who don't know you we're praying for those who don't want to know you we're praying for those who knew you and for whatever reason they have been pulled apart from you be it from grief or anger or heartache or fear or pain or manipulation lord we pray for cults right now we pray for cult leaders that they will have a strong encounter with god and they will denounce the things that are not of you vehemently they will not lie to other people they will not be deceived by the enemy because frankly i believe some of them believe the hype of that they're giving other people and if they believe that they are God, if they believe that they are equal to you, if they believe that people have to worship them and that they have to, the ability to be able to choose whoever and whatever and that they make the decisions for themselves and others, that is not of you. And you are not pleased with that. But we also know that you love them. You created them. You want them to come back to the fold. So we thank you right now. God, hearts are changing for people who our our leaders our world leaders lord we don't know what's going on behind closed doors as our world leaders are are making decisions are making deals are doing things in silent are doing things in private are doing things in darkness but the bible tells us that what's done in the dark will come to the light right now i'm thanking you that hearts are changing to you lord rooms are shaking there is a resounding no to enemy to sin to things that are not of you father we thank you lord that you are you promise us life and life more abundantly 
Lord. We bind the idea that abundance is material, that it's money or cars or houses or vacations. It's your kids being perfectly perfect and prim and never crying and all these fake, non-real societal perfectionism crap that is not of you lord but we thank you that it means that the kingdom of god will reside with us that the spirit of god will live with us and that because we know you that situations and systems change right now we thank you lord that we are rising up a generation of people lord who seek your face who know you who who speak truth to power in the name of jesus we bind people who have power and therefore it goes to their head because it can happen to either one of us we bind fake humility and fake righteousness and self-righteousness that any of us can have to be like i'm more christ-like than you because i don't because you do because you have power because you did that and god loves me more we bind that instead we thank you lord that we are reminded that we are both beautiful and broken no matter where we are in our lives and that when people can come to us father we bind a a system or a, a society of of of, of tea and shade and gossip and and really just this backbiting this negative weight that people can't be vulnerable and honest because if that happens and they'll be embarrassed and they will be put on front street instead father god we thank you lord that when people go to their secret place and they can talk to you and then you have created real true friendships where we can be vulnerable and honest and and critique and understand and move with each other instead of judge each other in the name of jesus i thank you Lord, right now, some of us are being friends to people that are challenging us. They may have mental health issues. They may be cutters. They may be um, abusive or they may have been abused and therefore they have baggage with that. They may have daddy issues. They may have a hard time in school. They may have depression or anxiety. They may not know their purpose. And we know that that can be a heavy burden to bear. They may be parents and they're trying to figure out how to parent. God, we we don't want to see our lives and somebody else's lives as us and them and abled and disabled. We all are disabled in some way, meaning that we don't have the fullness to know all things and be all things and do all things in a way that you would have us. But you said because that we are made in your image and we follow you, that we are righteous. We thank you, Lord, that we walk in the righteousness of God and you're giving us ways to help our brothers and sisters in Christ. That we're encouraging them to go to therapy. We're encouraging them to take their medication. We're encouraging them to seek wise counsel. We're encouraging them to stop negative behaviors. We're encouraging them to tell the truth. We're encouraging them to bring that darkness to the light. We're encouraging them to do what God wants them to do. And we bind the idea of what's right and what's wrong. And that moving line of acceptability that's not what you called us to do is accept all things but in all things pray and all things love and all things take them to the feet of christ right now god in our world there's a lot of conversation about if 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 my child was transgender or if my child was gay or if my child was x y and z and the hate that is spewed from that is not of christ there is a way to say what God would be pleased with based on evidence and the Bible, but still do it in love because he said there is no sin above the other. So if you lie, you are sinning a little white lie, a little we all no. instead of us having so much to say about the weight of the sin, which is a made up thing. Help us to pray for one another. Help us to 
ask God that people will start being seen and heard and he'll let us know how to show love to them because the last thing we want is people to feel left out or isolated or commit suicide or have addictions because they will not be accepted. God says we're all accepted into his kingdom, including our flaws. So God, everybody under the sound of my voice, God, whatever person, whatever thing, whatever experience, whatever Facebook meme or Instagram post or, you know, because that's really what I'm thinking about right now. Every person from your school or your class or a group that you're in that you know may be struggling with something. If it's you and somebody else, because I always like to pray for ourselves and our friends and our families, but people that you may not say are a friend or family, but you know they're struggling with something. They're struggling with singleness or promiscuity they're struggling with desires they're struggling with watching pornography they're struggling with things that are not of christ how dare they struggle in silence how dare they struggle alone how dare they feel shame to come to their brothers and sisters in christ and say hey this is what i'm struggling with and we do not have to solve the problem we have been saved at calvary's cross over two thousand years ago Instead, we tell them, come with me as I go to Jesus. Lord, we intercede on their behalf. We ask that you help them lay aside every weight and lay it at your feet. God, we thank you that they forgive themselves when they feel like they've sinned, that they turn away, that even when they may be proud in their sin, proud in the things that are not pleasing to you, because sin is not defined by how we live and what we think is right or wrong. Sin is defined by Bible standards, by missing the mark, by what God thinks is a sin there are things right now god that you know we are perfectly fine with oh yeah 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 i'm speeding because i'm late perfectly fine with it and god may say "Mm, that's a sin does it mean that i'm not gonna forgive you no but what it means is that for you to think so highly of yourself that you think so smallly of your sins is also not of christ lord let us understand the weight of all of our sins so we can see ourselves as broken but saved by amazing grace not in our own strength but in the strength of the one true living god so lord i pray for my sins i pray for the person listening sins i pray for their networks their friends, their family, their co-workers, people they pass on the street, their sins. And we ask you, God, that you help us lay those sins at your feet and you will give us a strategy to win over sin. We will win. Society doesn't tell us if we win or lose. The Lord tells us that we will win because we are his children. And even as we're going through the experience of sin, even if we're going through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. We will fear no Um, rebellion we will feel no person's opinion of us because God is with us and the way to get out of sin is to not is to not try to bury it the way to get out of sin is to take it to God and ask Lord how can I get through this where the desire will be forever lost in my heart to pray to petition, to fast, to have wise counsel, to go to counseling, to read our Bible, to surround ourselves with with the people of Christ, to distance ourselves with people who are not yet striving because it's easier for somebody to pull us down, for us to pull them up, to separate ourselves from experiences and toxic behaviors and temptations and triggers. God, help us to want, want to do that. Help us to want to take the first step. And when we take it, then help us to want to take the second step. But help us to have grace on ourselves and other people. 
My mama says that your eyes are softer and gentler and nicer to yourself than they are other people. Meaning you can see other people's glaring flaws, but you are so close to perfect, it's scary. That is not real. That is a trick of the enemy. And we bond it in the name of Jesus. God, give us spiritual eyes to see the enemy exactly where he plays in our lives. To call him out and to say, devil, you are not welcome here. You need to go. Do not come back. And anytime he tries to step his little foot in it, we bind him. We tell him to go to hell. We tell him to exit our house and our family and our friendships. And we ask God to reign supreme and show us how to act because faith without works is dead. How to act in a way that is pleasing unto him. God, we know, we know, we believe, we know without a shadow of a doubt that you are faithful. That you are the king of kings and the Lord of lords. That you loved us, that you washed us from our sins in your own blood. Lord, we take Eucharist or we take communion or whatever people call it in their their, um, religious circles, God. And we just say, oh, the bread of body broken for me, the blood of Christ broken for me. I do this in remembrance of you once a month. No way. God forbid. That blood... That blood that reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. That blood that gives us strength from day to day. It will never lose its power. It has the power to heal. It has the power to deliver. It has the power to set free. It has the power to change. It has the power to unite. It has the power to understand. It has the power to grow and go and be all that we needed to be. It has the power. It has the power. It has the power right now, God, whatever we're needing it to have the power to do. It has the power to equip us to understand our our parents and our parents to understand us. It has the power to bring families back together. It has the power to free those wrongly incarcerated and to change the hearts of those rightly incarcerated. It has the power to expose evil in high places and in low places. Because um, people in low places just as evil. You're like, boy, you ain't got nothing. How dare you be evil? For what? It has the power to expose evil in all the places. Because the enemy said he is not a respecter of place. Evil is evil is evil. And he'll get it in where he can. But we bind all of that. It has the power to shift leadership structures. It has the power to reunite churches. It has the power to help us speak the language of Christ. It has the power to help us overcome our enemy. It has the power to stop wars. It has the power to elect correct officials. It has the power to help us forgive it has the power to get that woman or that family a, a baby. It has the power to raise the dead. It has the power to keep our kids safe when they are in school and not worried about gun violence. It has the power to stop all this foolishness from violence and gun violence. It has the power to change the narrative of our races. It has the power to reunite where history has torn apart. It has the power. The blood has the power. The blood that was on Calvary's cross has the power to change whatever's in your heart, whatever's in your mind, whatever you want, whatever you need, whatever you desire desire whatever wherever the gap is whatever the void is the power is in the blood of Jesus to change that thing to his glory 
it, it's not saying it's going to make it perfect by your standards. It's not going to give you somebody else's wife or husband. It's not going to give you somebody else's job. It's not going to give you a tree that grow money in your backyard. It's not going to give you the power to oppress other people because right now people are oppressing you. No, that's not the power it has. It has the power to put everything in right relationship with the King Jesus. Which means sometimes you will have a thorn in your side. Which means sometimes, like Jonah, you will have to go places you don't want to go to proclaim the word of God to change the nations. Or it, it means like Jeremiah or like Moses, you will be too young or have a stutter or be imperfect. But yet God can use you to perfect his plan. To enact his perfect plan is a better way of saying that. That's what the power says. It does not have the power, nor does it desire to make your life easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. Instead, it has the power to say, because of Christ, I have empathy for myself and for other people. And we are going together as we go to King Jesus about the issues of the world. And to reside in eternity with him forevermore. That's the power of the blood of Jesus. We thank you for that power, Father God. We thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And we thank you that you loved us and you washed us in that blood. So, Lord, as they say in Revelations, to thine be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. For thine be the lifter up of our heads. For your name, we will celebrate. For your name, we will know that all good and perfect gifts come from him. For your name, we know it ain't over till you say it's over. And even when it looks like it's over, it's just beginning because we don't know the bigger picture. But we trust that you have already figured it out. We thank you that your name has dominion over all things, including the enemy, including addiction, including um molestation including rape including being kidnapped including being lost including being confused including being unsure including being manipulated including including self-hate including self-harm including education problems and gun control problems including poverty including just disconnect coronavirus i don't just pray for people in america i'm praying for the world including the devastation that happens in australia based on the fires including death and loss including all of the things and sickness lift those things up to god whatever you're thinking if i'm not saying it lift them to our father our king the one whose blood shed for us and the one who gave us his son to die on the cross those things all have dominion And are under your feet. You have dominion over them. And they are under your feet. And because of your dominion. And because of your glory. We give you praise. Forever and ever. For eternity. For today. For tomorrow. For yesterday. And forevermore. So when we say forever and ever. God remind us in our moments of frustration forever and ever remind us in our moments of high excitement forever and ever remind us in our moments of indifference forever and ever and our moments of procrastination and our moments of laziness and our moments of being so close to wilding is amazing right forever and ever we will give your name glory and in your name and in the glory and in the dominion that we never lose we only win because even if it looks like we're losing we're learning We thank you, God, that all these things are working together. And when we like, Lord, we can't take another thing. You put a hedge of protection around us. You put us in a secret place. You're a strong tower that the righteous can run in and are safe forever and ever, God. 
We thank you for these things and many more. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, family, thank you for tuning in today. I'm glad you um, decided to listen to the prayer podcast. Again, follow me on Instagram. Send me a note, a screenshot. Let me know you're listening at the prayer podcast. And I will see you next week. All right. Remember, firstly, if you think no one else is praying for you, I am praying for you. And hey, pray for yourself. Get a network to pray for you. Ask your mom and them. Pray for you because we are here together as a body of Christ. And secondly, remember that God's love language is obedience and your obedience will determine the outcome of somebody else's life. People are waiting on your obedience. People's lives lay in the balance waiting for your obedience. So obey him. And if you don't know how, then ask him. And if you still don't know how, then seek wise counsel. Go to your local church. Talk to a friend. Write journal. Read your Bible. Write. Just really lean in. He's a good father. He does not want you to be confused or lost or left out. He wants you to be knowledgeable and clear and action oriented. He loves you and so do I. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much. Bye.